December 2nd. I know a shortcut and that's the path we are taking now. Joachim woke up before Mama and Papa the morning too, but he nearly always did. He sat up and looked at the big advent calendar. Only now did he notice a little lamp lying at the feet of one of the shepherds. Wasn't that strange? He had looked at the large picture with all the angels and the wise men, the shepherds and the sheep, many, many times, but he hadn't seen the little lamp until now. Perhaps it was because he had read about the lamp on the piece of paper that had fallen out of the calendar. But that lamp had jumped out of a modern store, and the lamp on the advent calendar had lived in Bethlehem long, long ago. There were no cars and no traffic lights then, and no big stores with escalators and cash registers. Besides, Elizabeth had heard the church clock striking three, and surely there were no church clocks 2,000 years ago. Joachim knew that it was as long ago as that since the baby Jesus was born. Now he found the door with the number two on it and opened it carefully. A folded piece of paper fell out of the calendar as the door opened. He peeped in at a picture of some woods. Among trees was an angel with his arm around a little girl. Joachim unfolded the paper and saw that there was writing on it in tiny letters on both sides. He began to read. Elisabeth Hansen didn't know how far or how long she had been running after the little lamp. But when she set off through the town, it had been snowing heavily. Now it had not only stopped snowing, there was no snow on the path at all. Among the trees, she could see blue anemones and windflowers, and that was really unusual, since it was right before Christmas. She picked an anemone and looked at the blue petals carefully. Picking flowers at this time of the year was every bit as as mysterious as it would have been to throw a snowball in midsummer. It occurred to Elizabeth that perhaps she had run so far that she had reached a country where it was summer all year round. If not, she must have run so long that spring and warm weather had already arrived. In that case, she might still be in Norway, but then what have happened to Christmas? While she stood wondering, she heard the tinkle of a bell far away. Elizabeth started running again and soon saw the lamp. It had found a small grassy hillside and was grazing greedily. That was not particularly surprising, for the little creature had probably been very hungry. It had not had any grass to eat as long as it was winter. It had certainly not had so much as a morsel of food as long as it had been a toy either, and that may have been for a very long time. Elizabeth crept towards the lamp, but just as she was about to pounce on it in order to pet its fleece, it leaped away again. Little lamp! Little lamp! Elizabeth tried to keep up with it, but she tripped over a pine tree root and fell flat on the ground. The worst thing wasn't that she had hurt herself, but that she realized she probably wouldn't ever catch up with the lamp. She had decided to follow it to the ends of the earth, but the earth was round after all, so they might go on running around the world forever, or at least until she grew up, and by then she might lost interest in lamps and the like. 
When she looked up, she saw a shining figure between the trees. Elizabeth stared, wide-eyed, because it was neither an animal nor a human. A pair of wings were sticking out of a rope as white as the lamp. Elizabeth was only just getting to know the world. She knew what the most common animals were called, but she hadn't learned the difference between a tomtit or a yellowhammer, for example, or between a camel and a dromedary, come to think of it. Still, there was no mistaking what she was looking at now. Elizabeth understood at once that the shining figure must be an angel. She had seen angels in books, but it was the first time she had seen such a creature in real life. Fear not, said the angel in gentle voice. Elizabeth raised herself halfway up. Don't think that I'm afraid of you, she said, sulking a little because she had fallen and hurt herself. The angel came closer. It looked as if he was hovering just above the ground. He reminded Elizabeth of her cousin Anna, who could dance on the tips of her toes. The angel knelt down and stroked Elizabeth gently on the nape of her neck with the tip of one of his wings. I said, fear not to be on the safe side, he said. We don't appear to humans very often, so it's best to be careful when we do. Usually people are very frightened when they are visited by an angel. Suddenly, Elizabeth began to cry, not because she was afraid of angels and not because she had hurt herself either. She didn't understand why she was crying until she heard herself sob. I wanted, I, I wanted to pat the lamp. The angel nodded carefully. I'm sure God wouldn't have created lamps with such a soft fleece unless he hoped someone would want to pat them. The lamp runs much faster than I do, said Elizabeth, sobbing, and it has twice as many legs. Isn't that unfair? I can't see why a lamp should be in such a hurry. The angel helped her to her feet and said confidently, It's going to Bethlehem. Elizabeth had stopped crying. To Bethlehem? Yes, to Bethlehem. To Bethlehem. That's where Jesus was born. Elizabeth was very surprised at what the angel said. In an attempt to hide her astonishment, she began to brush dirt and grass off her pants. There were some nasty stains on her red jacket too. Then I want to go to Bethlehem, she said. The angel had begun dancing on the tips of his toes again on the path. That suits me, he said, hovering just above the ground. Because I'm going there too so we might just as well keep each other company, all three of us. Elizabeth had been taught that she should never go anywhere with people she didn't know. That certainly applied to angels and trolls as well. She looked up that angel and asked, What's your name? She had thought that the angel was a man, but she wasn't quite sure. Now he curtsied like a ballet dancer and said, My name is Ephiriel. That sounds like a butterfly. Did you really say Ephiriel? The angel nodded. Just Ephiriel, yes. Angels have no mother or father, so we have no family name. Elizabeth sniffed for the last time, and she said, 
I don't think we have to talk anymore if we are going all the way to Bethlehem. Isn't it far away? Yes, indeed, it's very far and a very long time ago. But I know a shortcut and that's the path we are taking now. And with that, they begin to run. First the lamb, then Elizabeth. The angel Ephiriel danced behind them. As they ran, Elizabeth wished she had asked the angel why it had suddenly become summer. But when she caught a glimpse of the lamp on the path in front of her, she didn't dare stop. Little lamp! Little lamp! Joachim quickly hid his piece of paper in the secret box. It was John, the flower seller, who had left the old calendar with the bookseller. Did he know about the scraps of paper too? Or was Joachim the only person in the world who knew the secret? After all, he was the only person who had opened the calendar. Another thought struck him. Elizabeth. Wasn't Elizabeth the name of the woman whose picture John had put in the shop window? Yes, it was. He was certain. Could it be the same Elizabeth he was reading about in the magic advent calendar? She was only a child. It's true, but the calendar was so old that she must have had plenty of time to grow up during all the years that had passed since then. Mama and Papa came in that day, too, to see the picture in the calendar. An angel, whispered Mama solemnly. He's comforting Elizabeth, explained Joachim. She was running so fast after the lamp that she fell and hurt herself. Mama winked at Papa and Papa smiled shyly. It was probably because they thought Joachim was good at inventing stories. They didn't know that he wasn't inventing anything at all. That day he had to get to school early, so there was no more time to talk about the advent calendar. But Joachim thought about nothing else on his way there. When he came home from school, he had to let himself in. He got home a little earlier than Mama nearly every day. Joachim rushed to his room and looked up the magic advent calendar. It was still there. He had had to ask himself a couple of times during the day whether it had been only a dream, because Joachim was always dreaming about the strangest things. He longed to know what the picture behind the door number three was. Should he open the door? All he had to do was push it back again afterwards and pretend he hadn't done it. But that would be cheating. You weren't allowed to cheat at cards either, but it would be even worse to cheat about Christmas. It was like peeping into presents that were not to be opened until Christmas Eve. It was almost like stealing from yourself. Mama soon came home from work and started to peel potatoes and carrots. Then Papa arrived. He was complaining that he had lost his driver's license. I can't understand it, he said. Not in the car, not at the office, and not in my coat pocket either. What a muddlehead you are, said Joachim, because Papa always said that to him when he couldn't find his pencil case or he hadn't put his toys away. That evening must have been the first time in Joachim's whole life that he asked to go to bed early. You don't feel ill, do you, darling? asked Mama. No, of course not, but the sooner I go to sleep, the sooner I wake up to open the magic advent calendar.